Welcome to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how to lead more efficiently and effectively in a post-pandemic world where the workplace has changed dramatically. Now, here's Monique. Hi there. Welcome. For those who are new to the show, I'm your host, Monique. Thanks for tuning in today. There is a lot going on, and I've got a number of announcements before I introduce my guest. I normally broadcast from my home base in Phoenix, Arizona, but today I'm broadcasting from beautiful Valencia, Spain. I'll be here for most of the summer broadcasting, coaching, and doing volunteer work for an organization called Vaughn Town. Vaughn Town is an organization in Spain that runs English immersion programs for Spaniards who want to improve their business English. Normally, their clients are Spanish business people who want to use English to communicate better with English-speaking coworkers or customers. So they'll join a Vontown program for seven to 10 days and be immersed in conversational English. I've been a volunteer in the program, working with Vontown clients for the past three or four years, providing lots of one-to-one interaction and group sessions, all for the purpose of conversational English. So I've had a really great experience over the summers with Vaughn Town. And as a matter of fact, Vaughn Town founder Richard Vaughn will be interviewing me live on his radio show July 4th. If you're following me on social media, you'll get all the latest updates on that each week between now and the time of the interview and between now and the time of my volunteer week for Vaughn Town, which is in July. Now, for those of you who tuned in live or listened to the podcast of my very first episode on March 2nd, you'll remember Lindsay Dowd, the founder of Heartbeat for Hire. At that time, Lindsay was the brave soul who enthusiastically agreed to be my first guest on the show, and she talked about developing power skills in the workplace. Lindsay is back today as we launch into season one of this show. We have finished the successful 13-week pilot, so it's very fitting that Lindsay is here to help us celebrate the start of season one. Lindsay is a top 10 coach featured on Apple News. She's a speaker and has over 25 years of experience working in sales and educating sales leaders. I invited Lindsay back today to discuss a topic that's coming up a lot in my coaching sessions, and that's the topic of personal branding. So Lindsay is here today to help us unpack all of that and give you all information and tools on how all of this personal branding stuff works. Lindsay, welcome back. Oh, thanks and congrats on getting your first season. That's so exciting, Monique. I am really excited about it. And our our listeners have been amazing, keeping the ratings high, listening. And uh, it's been it's been great. Lots of great content from guests like yourself. So I'm really excited to have you. You were just a wealth of information last time you were here. And in March, we briefly touched on this topic. And since then, I've had listeners saying that they want to hear more. So here we are. <laughs> Let's do this. (laughs) So let's talk about what branding is 
most people think that it's what large companies do, like Nike or Coca-Cola. Can you explain more about it? Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. Everybody considers branding to be a product and and the marketing around a product. But what people have um, started to wake up to learn is that you should be thinking about yourself as the product. And you have to be able to show up and really define your voice in a really clear and concise way. And the easiest place to do that is through LinkedIn. And we'll, we'll talk about LinkedIn a lot on this. But, you know, one of the, the things that you and I have talked about is there's no such thing as job security. There's only career security. So you need to build that for yourself. And you do that through building your personal brand. So your personal brand is who you are and how you want to show up to the outside world. And it's so much more than your job. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. Why does everyone need a personal brand? Yeah. So, you know, I, I chuckle when I see people on LinkedIn and they could be ex- extremely accomplished executives or brilliant minds who have done amazing things. And they show up with this very short title, like account executive or vice president of business development. And it doesn't tell you the whole story. It doesn't even tell you any of the story, really. It just tells you a job title. And what I try and impress upon people is you are so much more than your job. And LinkedIn gives you an opportunity, as well as other social media platforms, but it gives you an opportunity to let people in, let people see more of you and what makes you interesting, dynamic, an expert, uh, how you want to share your experience with the world. And so instead of just having that short title, you might have other things like author or um, opera singer or whatever it is. And, and what makes people so interesting is when you share more than just that job title. What are you passionate about? Where's, what's your stake on the gr- in the ground for what you stand for? It's a great way to show up that way. And hey, if you're looking for a job, there is no more important thing than you should be doing right now than focusing on your personal brand. And why should leaders specifically Hmm. be branding themselves? I love this. So this is a fun one because um, coming from corporate America, this was never anything we were taught. And, you know, I spent 23 years at IBM. We had a lot of training and IBM was one of the, you know, premier companies when it came to management training. But this was this never came up. Marketing was marketing, and that was left for the marketing people. And you know, social media was we had a there was a time where you couldn't even use social media. You had to make a declaration. My views are my own. But it's changed, and now you have to think of it this way: If you're working with a client, the first thing they're going to do is look you up. Well, wouldn't you want for anyone to look you up and see something great? see a profile that's impressive and interesting. And, you know, you don't have to be a giant content creator. And I think people get intimidated by that. They think, oh, if I'm going to create a personal brand, that means I'm going to be doing lots of video content. That means I'm going to be posting every day and I don't have that kind of time. That's not it. Just engaging alone, whether you're commenting on an article that impressed you or you're sharing something you've seen, You want to share it and have your platform be the best representation of you. So if you're a leader, I'm going to make two points here. Number one, you want your profile to look good, to look spiffy, to look really sharp. But the best thing you could do as a leader is invest 
and help your team judge their profiles and get them up to speed and really buttoned up so they look really impressive to your clients. And this is a great way leaders can give back to their team. And I think we're going to, maybe you'll ask me this, but the thing that I get most is, well, if I do that, they're going to leave. Okay, guys, let's level set because any training you invest in, and let's be honest, if you're doing some of these multiple day workshops, you're spending thousands of dollars on these employees. They could still leave and take that training with them. Your small investment in training them on how to use LinkedIn, yes, it's a risk, but it's also a great way to give back, a great way to connect with your team, and a great way for them to represent themselves and you and the company, of course. What I find is is a couple things. When leaders are networking internally, building relationships and things yeah. like that, those people that they're networking with are also looking at their LinkedIn profile, even though it's yeah. internal. So it makes a, you make a great point that customers are doing it, internal people are doing it. And also, don't you think that if a leader has a really good profile, it actually helps their company that promotes their company, right? Absolutely. And I think there's that um, confusion um, that if I'm working for a company, they own my profile. No, you own your profile. They might be paying for your premium access, but it's your profile. And there are, I've never seen a company say you have to put this in your profile. Nobody's ever done that, um, that I'm aware of. But if you show up well, and you represent yourself well. Maybe you're focused on sustainability. Maybe you're focused on, um, I don't know, oil and gas, whatever it is. You can have passion about that subject. You can still represent your company well, but you can talk about the things that are important to you. And that shouldn't be a threat to a company. It should be an enhancement. Right. How did you get into the work of personal branding? It's a great question. So I came from the corporate world where we weren't taught any of this. And when I left the last company I was with, I the, LinkedIn became my network. It became the place that I was going to be getting clients, networking, meeting people, putting my podcast, all of the things that, that I do now all the time. But I had to really step up my game. And so I started talking to a lot of people that had very impressive profiles. And many of them took me under their wing and showed me all of the different pieces and parts of the profile. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how much power was in this this incredible platform. And I learned this was no longer just a house for an online resume. This is a platform for expertise. And when you think of it that way, you actually take that time to invest. And so I learned so much. I'm like, I have to give back. All of these poor souls in corporate have no idea what's out there. So I created my own workshop to help them. And actually, I'm offering it next Tuesday um, at noon. So, you know, find me on LinkedIn and, and you can sign up for the workshop. But it's an hour long workshop on breaking down all of the elements of your profile. What do you do with hashtags? Why are they important? 
Um, what do you need to do to step up your game and get noticed and get recognized and engage with the people you want to engage with? Because let me tell you something, if you are trying to get a job, if you are trying to sell, if you are trying to get clients, this is the most wonderful tool and the most modern tool you can use to really make connection. And we can talk about so many ways to do that. (laughs) It's just really, really fun. It, your workshop sounds like it's very much needed, especially with all the information you're giving and the information about hashtags. That is a very confusing topic in itself. Sure. You do so much. We were talking about this before we went on the air. You're an author. You run these workshops. You coach. How do you brand yourself? Because you mm-hmm. have all these roles and many leaders also do. They do a lot of things right. or they've had a lot of positions. So how do you brand yourself? Yeah, great question. And it can be very confusing for people. And most people, when you start to think about personal brand, you want to be a lot of things to a lot of people. And the best advice I was given and the best advice I give is, no, you've got to niche down. You've got to really focus on what it is you do really, really well. And I'll give you an example. So I have a friend and she's a resume writer and she's brilliant. She's reviewed over 16,000 resumes and she um, is in medical sales and that's where her specialty is. She does pharma, she does medical sales um, and that's really who she wants to focus on. Now, plenty of other people reach out to her because they know she's fantastic, but that's her niche. That's what she focuses on. So my niche when I was starting out was sales culture and I, I had an advisor who told me, I know you want to do culture, like big culture. And I said, yes, I want to, I want to hit everybody. I want to change the world. This is, this is really what I want to do. And he goes, listen, if you do it right, and if your voice is clear and your focus is on sales culture, everything you are teaching applies to everyone else. They're still going to come. They're going to be like, I know you focus on sales, but I'm in marketing and I, I could use what you're doing or I'm in finance. I love the leadership practices you teach. Would you would you come and work with me? So niche down. Focus on your audience avatar. Who is that? What is your ideal person you are trying to appeal to? And that's how you want to represent yourself. Yeah, I think people try to cast a wide net, so to speak. And it can be confusing in their LinkedIn profile. To that point, yes, I do a lot of things. But all of those things are focused on the same stuff. So my podcast, my book you know, all of my content, it's all rowing the boat in the same direction. So yes, I do a lot of things, but those things are all very much supporting my mission. How do you help leaders focus on their foundation to start their branding? Where do they even start? You know, I think the first thing you have to go through a little bit of self-discovery and, um, you know, you really need to kind of sit and say, what am I good at? What do I love to do? And what do I want when I leave the room? What do I want people to say about me? When you think about those things, that will help you crystallize your voice. It will help you say, okay, that's the voice I want people to to, to listen to. That's what the representation I want to build. And it's a little different than your job. Your job is your job. Those are your tasks. Those are your your quotas, your missions, your, your marching orders. This is how you want to show up, how you want to be perceived. And when you can figure that out and remind yourself, this is the direction, these are the guardrails 
we're going to put up for me. So I don't go off on tangents because I think a lot of people get really excited when they start to see the platform working and they start to see engagement. They're like, and I'm going to talk about this today. And I'm going to talk about that today. And, and you just have to remind yourself, okay, who's my audience? And am I speaking to them? So you help them get focused and reflect on who they are and what their foundation is. And that's the starting point. Yeah. And that, that bit of soul searching can be hard because they haven't had to think that way before. And I think women especially are not great at talking about themselves in a, I don't want to say boastful, but in a, in a way that is leading with their accomplishments um, so it's, I, we do an exercise, it's called building your brag book. And I have them write down all the things that they've done, the accomplishments, the awards, all of their recognition. And it helps remind them of how awesome they are. And it makes it much easier for them to talk about themselves. We've been talking to Lindsay Dowd, the founder of Heartbeat for Hire. Lindsay's been helping us understand the importance of branding for everyone, including leaders, Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear more about branding, including how to create an elevator pitch, and more about using LinkedIn as a branding tool. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. At MD Consulting, we provide executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Leading with Intention. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Lindsay Dowd about personal branding. 
Lindsay, earlier you mentioned the Bragg book, and I know there's these components of the elevator speech. Can you tell us a little bit more about all of that? Yeah, the, the Bragg book is um, such an important tool. And what I try to impress upon people when I have them make these Bragg books, this is a document that travels with you for the rest of your career. Um, and I used to keep a folder, um, an email folder, and I called it Pats on the Back. And anytime I got recognition, any anytime I got a great email, um, you know, somebody was praising me for something, I just chucked it in that folder. And you you don't realize um, collectively how awesome you are until you kind of see it in front of you. And so I tell people, go back through all your last jobs, talk about your promotions. What are the awards you won? What are all of the accomplishments you had? Did you, you know, were you, you know, a top rep for multiple quarters in a row? Did you get some kind of recognition for some amazing project you did? Whatever that is, put it in your brag book and build on it. And what this does is a few things. One, it tells you, holy crap, I've accomplished a lot of stuff, which is really, really cool. But number two, it gives you a really wonderful foundation for talking about yourself and especially for job seekers. This is such uh, an important tool to have because when you are interviewing, it is right there. You have it in front of your face, preferably on a screen or on a piece of paper, but it is right there. And when you're being asked questions, have you done this before? Actually, I have, and I got an award for that. Let me tell you the story. It's right there. It's fresh. But this also helps you when you're defining all of your greatness on LinkedIn. And there is an about me section that I, I take people through. And the about me section, I think people don't understand what it's for. They don't understand the difference between the bottom part, which is all of your jobs and the things you've done. But your about me section is more personal. It's your journey. It's written in the first person. It's Many times people have emojis, they have humor, personal things. It's it's fun. It's different. It's a way to show personality. Um, and it's a great way to highlight some of that recognition that might be outside of those jobs. We've written a great article that was published or something like that. It's a great place to put it. Um, so that's a that's a key one. And I think sometimes when you look at the about area on certain profiles, there's maybe two sentences, That's right. two or three sentences. They're not really using. And yep. I think you're allowed a, a, a lot. lot yeah, it's it's there. quite a lot of space and you can have a lot of fun with it. And I always um, I tell the people in my class, you know, if you see an about me section that you really like, coach, take the mm -hmm. format. You're not taking the content, but you're taking mm -hmm. the format and the way that they did it because it's in a way that people like to read it. And there is definitely a style on LinkedIn that is pleasing. Um, so I will warn anybody, don't write in big paragraphs. Yes, you're probably a wonderful writer, but people don't wanna stop and read it. For some reason in their mind, they see a whole bunch of stuff written and they go, oh, I don't have time for that. So write in bullets write in chunks, mm -hmm. write in nuggets, make it really easy for people to read. And if none of this makes sense, go and look at my profile, steal my about me section, <laughs> take whatever you like. Um, but it's really, um, I was taught that this is a place for you to show your personality. And that brag book ties back so nicely with that. Um, but you mentioned the elevator pitch and you know, elevator pitch is a concept that people use in sales. And the, the idea behind it is you only have a short amount of time to impress somebody. So what are you going to say in that moment that's going to make them say, wait, I want to hear more. Can we schedule some time? 
And so how do you make an elevator pitch about yourself? Um, and this is uh, something that we teach in another workshop that I have called Sell Me Your Story. And it's all about how do you market yourself in a way that takes you from interesting to irresistible? We want to really figure out what are the pieces and the parts, and we do it in a very building block, easy to follow way that helps you have a very concise, bulleted, short form way of saying, this is who I am. You want to hear more? And part of the way I break it down, and this is the piece that really gets my class. The first part is your power statement, and we teach you how to do that. So it's, you know, what makes you a really, you know, powerful, interesting human to start. But the middle piece, this is the piece that scares everybody because I tell them, take the thing, the worst thing that ever happened to you. Maybe that was a health scare. Maybe you got fired. Maybe you got laid off. Maybe there was some accident you had to come back from. Take that moment. And you're not highlighting the car crash. You're highlighting how you came out of it. You're showing growth. You're demonstrating that you conquered something hard. And whenever you lean into that vulnerable piece, you hook people. They're interested. They want to hear more. And then you finish it out by saying, you know, power statement, vulnerability. And then you've got that last nugget that ties it all together and leaves them wanting more. And so we take you through this whole process, but it is so important for people to recognize your failure does not define you. Your failure can give you your power. And there is so much to that. And the people that this is my whole podcast is stories of resilience. And so I have so many of these amazing people that have come back from the ashes and, you know, have lived an incredibly impressive life as a result. So when you can talk about yourself that way, and turn that shame into power or that pain into power, it is so compelling. So this workshop you're conducting talks about like you'll take people through this process to create an elevator pitch. That's one yeah. of the things that you're doing. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the last part of the workshop. So we do all the building blocks to get you to that part. And you and the, the nice thing is we made it available for digital download. So you don't have to, mm -hmm. you know, you can do it on your time. Um, but it's done in a very building block kind of way um, that is easy for people to understand and follow. And um, my partner, Ashley, and I, who created this, um, we've actually had some people get jobs as a result from it. So seeing them be able to talk about themselves in this tight, concise way is is really impressive and really important. And I'll give you an example. I had a um, a woman who was going to be a guest on my podcast. And one of the questions that I always ask is, you know, for the people that don't know you, tell us your story. And that's usually the easiest question that I've got. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a moment for people to say, oh yeah, let me tell you, this is who I am. This is where I came from. This is what I did. And, you know, people have different versions of it. But this one person responded and she said, what do you mean? And I went, uh, well, you know, how do you talk about yourself? You know, I know why I wanted to have you on my show, but maybe you could tell them that. And she couldn't tell her story in a concise way. She was all over the place and I couldn't use the episode as a result. And it's, it's so important for people to figure out what do I want to leave with people? And when I walk away, 
Are they going, oh, I need more time with that person? Because that's what we want people to get. And it's such a good point because it takes a lot of self-reflection for people to think through all of that Mm -hmm. and to think through their value for their uh, elevator pitch and for their, you know, brag book and all of that. And to have somebody like you that's facilitating that process for them, I can see where that would be really, really helpful. Tell us again when your workshop is. So the Sell Me Your Story workshop, you can just go to sellmeyourstoryworkshop.com. You can download that anytime. So that's, I think we made it $67. It's really cheap. Um, But we did that on purpose because there was so many job seekers out there. We really wanted to help a lot of people. Um, So that you can do at your leisure. And the Hone Your Voice with LinkedIn workshop, that is, um, I do that every month. So that one's going to be next Tuesday. And you can go to my website, heartbeatforhire.com slash workshop. And you'll see it there. When leaders are branding themselves, so if they're trying to brand themselves internally, because we talked about the importance of that when they're networking and building those internal relationships, they should also be branding themselves externally you know, within the industry, outside of their company. So does their wording have to be different? Do they need two different LinkedIn profiles or how do they brand internally and externally? That's a great question. Um, I think your branding needs to be consistent. And I don't think you want to have versions of yourself. Um, You might want versions of resumes, but I don't think you want to have versions of yourself. You want your voice to be strong, clear, and consistent pretty much on everything you do. Now, when you're speaking internally, you're speaking differently than you might speak to a client. But your your stance, your platform, your expertise shouldn't vary that much. But you're an example to your employees. So your profile, how you step up, how you show up to the world is something they're going to look at and model because you're the boss. But for your clients... This is where it gets really, really cool. So um, there are so many ways to leverage LinkedIn and connect with people. And what I advise, certainly my job seeker clients, when they're trying to interview for a job, I always say to them, do you know who the hiring manager is? Have you seen them on LinkedIn? Yes. Are they active? Yes. Great. Go find some post that they wrote comment on it, share it. And that is going to keep you top of mind. So by engaging and complimenting the people you're trying to work with, potential clients, people that you're trying to impress, you are, you're you're having representation. You are a visible player. And I will tell you, you know, being an individual contributor in sales, every time I use LinkedIn, it always worked. They always answered me. So if you can make it personal, now there's a big difference from, hey, I sent you a proposal. Was it good? Did you like it? Are you going to buy? <laughs> Versus, hey, I saw your post on AI the other day. It was fascinating. I would love to talk more about that. In fact, the point that you made about XYZ, you're making it about them. You're not making it about you. You're impressing upon them that they had an impact on you. That is always going to put you in good graces. That is always going to make you a more favorable candidate because you're taking the time to get to know them. And there's a brilliant woman named Samantha McKenna who was just on my podcast, and she has a concept called uh, Show Me You Know Me. 
And whenever you can lead with show me, you know me, whenever you can do your homework and see, oh, wow, you live in Gross Point, Michigan. I have a net that lives there. She loves it there. You're, you're finding that common ground. You're finding that way to relate to someone on a human level. And it takes that icky used car sales feeling out of the equation. So you're making the, it's going from transaction to human to human connection. And that's really the power of this tool. So I think when people have that light bulb moment and they start to see, oh my gosh, if I engage differently, it, it, it changes everything for them. I have a client who, um, she's a scientist and I never in a million years thought I would coach a scientist. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what do we have in common? But it actually was fantastic because I didn't know so much about her. She had to articulate what she does, you know, what she loves, why she likes it. And I got to ask her in a really simplistic way. So it forced her to speak in a way that I would understand it. And once she started to engage on LinkedIn, she's tripled her network in the time that we started working. And she now posts regularly. She has incredible engagement. Many of the people are from my network, which I'm thrilled to see. But it's it's such a joy to watch her being so active and seeing people look at her as an expert on, in her space. So it's it's amazing to watch that growth. Why do you think that leaders are so reluctant to self-promote, to brand, to be on tools like LinkedIn? So I, I think the first knee-jerk thing that I hear is it's time-consuming. I hate social media. I don't want to have to be beholden to maintain a presence. And I think they're thinking about it the wrong way because no one's asking you to become a content creator. No one is asking you to become an influencer. There's nobody standing over your shoulder. Did you do your post today? You don't have to post. But engagement is only going to grow your network. It's only going to help you. And even if you're just one of those people that likes to read, cool, but comment. And comment with more than five words. Don't do the great post and leave because that's not really adding much and it's not making you look good. Talk about what resonated. And I'll tell you, this is wild. I shared an article from, I think it was from Fortune magazine, and it was on um, the, the controversy around mobile versus in-office work. And I shared this article because it was so well-written and I loved it. That article was shared more than 80 times from my sharing it. And 90% of the people were not connected to me. So it just goes to show you your reach can really be extensive. And <laughs> there's something called lurkers. There's a lot of people that will read everything. And I have no idea that they're reading my content, but I'll see them out or I'll talk to them on the phone and they'll be like, girl, I see you crushing it. I see all your posts. You do? You never say anything. Oh no, I'm watching. So it's really interesting the impact you can have just by sharing other people's work. And I always give them credit. It's, it's, it's not about me saying I wrote this because I didn't. It was... I thought this was a brilliant article worth reading. And a lot of people did too, because they shared it so many times. Is there some kind of magic number for connections, for growing your connections? You know, I will say absolutely not. Um, there are people that have, 
you know, a thousand connections that are enormously successful. And there are people with 65,000 connections that are crushing it and everything in between. I will say the more you engage and the more generous you are with your commentary and your um, relations with how you are uh, responding to things, the faster your network is going to grow. And what happens when you comment on something, and I'll give you a perfect example. So I had a friend who wrote something today. She wanted me to comment on it. I commented on it. And then a whole bunch of people I'm not connected to commented on my comment. And now they all connected to me. And this is how it works. So if you see something that is great, don't waste time. Comment. It's it's only going to serve you well. What about other tools besides LinkedIn? I mean, we're always hearing about LinkedIn as far as branding yeah. and connecting. Yeah. And is there something else that is a professional tool, like not like Facebook, but something else that works equally as well? Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. And I think if you, I mean, I'm on everything. I'm on Insta, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. I think the only thing I'm not on is Twitter. Um, and I leverage all of those things, but the, my audience, my clients are on LinkedIn. I do have other business that comes from other platforms, but I'm repurposing. So I'm not really um, reinventing the wheel for Instagram or for TikTok. Um, so it's everything that gets repurposed. I don't think there's really a better tool than LinkedIn. And I think right now we're at like 850 million users. Oh my gosh, like that's that. incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. If you've tuned in a little late, be sure to listen to the on-demand of this episode after today because we've been discussing personal branding for leaders with Lindsay Dowd from Heartbeat for Hire. We're off to a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear more tips from Lindsay about branding. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. At MD Consulting, we provide executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. 
Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're here with Lindsay Dowd from Heartbeat for Hire, having a really in-depth conversation about personal branding. Lindsay, before break, you left us with this astounding number. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the statistics of yeah, LinkedIn? Yeah, so, and I love to tell this in my class because it kind of blows people's minds. So I think there's about 850 million users on LinkedIn currently, but here's the doozy. Only 3% are active. And by active, I mean actively posting. So there's a lot of room for people to create and to respond and to share. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. And I think the other thing that I love to tell people, especially I actually did a, my workshop for um, college students because I thought, oh gosh, if I had what I know now, back when I graduated from college, imagine how massive my network would be today. But two thirds of the users on LinkedIn are between the ages of 25 and 34. So for anyone that thinks, this is your mom's tool. Rest assured, it's a business tool. It is not just for the old farts. That is incredible. Incredible. So to tell us more about why leaders should help their teams, because we've been talking about how, why leaders should do this for themselves, but yeah. why should they, they help their teams with this? You know, I think it comes back to um, how do you want to show up in the world? And if your company, you want to lead with a modern view, you want to um, have your your team show up in the best way possible. You know, most companies use tools like um, Hootsuite or they'll create content that they ask you to share. So they'll say, go out to LinkedIn and share this on, on your, your social platforms. And they'll create marketing tools that are product related or event related or promotional stuff. Um, so they want you to use it. But what happens when they're putting it out there and their profile is just lackluster, it doesn't have the same impact. So let's invest in our people and let's get our team to all have a really zhuzhed up, much more appropriate and exciting profile. So when they're sharing those marketing nuggets, it makes an impact. So what do you think one thing is that leaders can do right now if they're not already branding, they've done no branding work, yeah. what is one thing they could start doing? Well, the, the first thing I'd recommend that they either find me or find another LinkedIn expert, there's a ton of education out on LinkedIn as well that talks about things that you can do to improve your improve and optimize your profile. That would be the first thing I would do. I do it in a way that is very simple and is very bite-sized and very actionable. We do it live. They can do things on the fly. People are taking copious notes. They get the replay. They can go back and listen to it again. So if there's anything that they miss, they can go back to it. Um, but there's lots of people that are teaching how to do this. And it is, it's incumbent on them 
to really give their profile a zhuzh. I, I say this over and over again, you're responsible for how you show up in the world. And if you do nothing, you're just going to be another name. And oh my gosh, some people don't even have a picture out there. So please put a picture and please put a picture from the last two years. <laughs> I, I have a really funny story. This is going back a ways, but um, at IBM, we had something called Blue Pages and you, everyone had their picture in Blue Pages. And I was meeting a guy I'd been working with for years, but we didn't have Zoom then. It was just conference calls. So I'd never met him. We were going to meet at this conference. I was so excited to see him. Now I'm looking for the Blue Pages picture. And we're in this space on the, the conference floor and I'm on the phone. I said, I don't see you. I don't see you. You said you're here, but where are you? He's like, I'm looking right at you. And all I see is this bald man, but the guy in the blue pages picture had hair. And I'm like, Where, where's your hair? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just like that picture. It's 10 years old. And I said, oh my God, I would never have found you. So yeah, you do want a current picture. And if you're, um, this is actually wild, the, there's a whole bunch of tools out there right now that if you don't have a professional headshot, good news. There's like four different things that I've come across that you can create AI headshots. I've done them myself. They come out pretty great. Um, so you can use that if you're too afraid of going to have a proper photo shoot or you don't have the money or the time. But please put a picture out there. There's also an opportunity for you to put a video out there and you get up to a minute to record. You can say a lot in a minute. So if you, um, and you can only do that on the phone, but I teach you how to do it in my class. Um, but <laughs> The, the the video is just a really great way of people seeing you speak and it's making you more dynamic. And I always had a rule with my old teams. I said, it's a lot harder to be a jerk to someone after you've met them. So give them every opportunity to know you and then it'll be real hard for you to, to come off as a jerk. What I find too, when I go to LinkedIn and I'm looking at profiles, you know, behind your photo, there's the banner, there's mm -hmm. the LinkedIn banner, the different yep. shades of blue. And if people mm -hmm. have customized their banner and put up something else, it's really eye-catching. Well, think of the real estate. It is the biggest piece of real estate on your profile. And if you do nothing with it, you're missing a huge opportunity. Um, worse, if you just give that banner to your company, you're missing an opportunity because it should be representative of you. It should talk about who you are, like punch them right in the face. Who is Monique? Who is Lindsay? And you should get it right off the right off the top. So, so if leaders wanted to, oh, you do in your class. You, there's a lot of little nuggets in that <laughs> class, and it's only an hour. Is that one yeah. only an hour long? Yep. <laughs> so if leaders wanted to encourage their people to brand and use LinkedIn, is it as simple as just suggesting to them, hey, go start a LinkedIn profile? Or should so they most be giving people have LinkedIn profiles? And I think even in college, I know most business classes, you get credit for creating a, a, your, your LinkedIn profile. However, these professors are not telling these kids what to do with their LinkedIn profile. <laughs> so a perfect example is my nephew, he's a freshman at Lehigh and his whole class went and they, they all created LinkedIn profiles and they all reached out to my brother who's the vice president of sales. And my brother said, Colby, 
Tell your friends I rejected all of them. Not one of them sent me a personal note. Not one of them said anything. They just assumed that I would accept their connection. And I'm sorry, they got to work a little harder than that. And so it was just a funny reminder of, yeah, you can create a profile, but no one's obligated to connect with you. Make it meaningful. Say why someone should connect with you if you're going to reach out to someone. And say what impressed impressed you about them, all of a sudden, it's much more than just another connection. It's somebody who's going to be a little more invested in you because you took that time to say, hey, I love that you talk about this. That's such a hot topic for me too. With all the layoffs that are happening right now and leaders getting laid off, what should they be doing differently about their branding? Well, I mean, this is this is the message for everybody. I mean, if you're not optimizing your LinkedIn and you're looking for work, you are um, behind and you really need to step up and figure out how you want to show up to a recruiter, how you want to show up to a job prospect. Um, one of the things that we teach in the Sell Me Your Story workshop is we teach you to go and connect with your potential boss and send a message and say, "This I applied for this job and I'll tell you why I think I'm perfect for it. But if your profile sucks, you probably won't be considered that well. So you've got to really shine it up and take the steps necessary to really um, represent yourself well with a good brand. And if someone already has a LinkedIn profile and yeah. they think it's good and they've updated it, they have a recent picture, not a 10-year-old mm -hmm. picture, <laughs> what else can they do to improve it? Yeah, so there's something called creator mode that allows you to show the hashtags that you follow. I would actually really recommend leveraging those hashtags. So if you are looking at a specific space, a specific industry, a specific, um, if you're in human resources or if you're um, looking at AI or sustainability, make sure you're following those hashtags and look at what people are posting when they're using those hashtags. It's a great way for you to engage. It's a great way for you to make your voice be heard. And you can leverage the hashtags when you're posting or when you're commenting on things. It helps bring your voice to the top. Um, so it's, it's an easy way to take your profile from just a profile to actually an active, engaged user. And I know there's some sections that you can pull in to LinkedIn yeah. to build yeah. it out even more. One of those sections is the volunteer section. Yeah. Do you it's recommend great. that that be filled out too? Yeah, I recommend that they should absolutely fill that out. That is such a, a great way to show that you give back and people really appreciate that. The other, the other section that is highly underutilized, which really people need to leverage more, is the recommendations section. And the practice that I like to teach is this week, everybody listening, go out and give three recommendations to people unsolicited, to people you've worked with before, either clients, colleagues, bosses, whatever, write a beautiful recommendation. You weren't asked to do this, but what's going to happen is, first of all, you might make them cry. You'll definitely make them happy, um, but they're very likely to give you a recommendation in return. And you want your recommendations to be really no older, six, six months to a year. So if yours are from 2014, it's time for some new recommendations. You you need to really boost those. And the, the fastest way to get them is to give them. 
So those are really good tips that people can do right away if they haven't been doing it is to yeah. give recommendations, request recommendations, yeah. pull in the volunteer work. No question. And start utilizing that to build out the profile a little bit more. Yeah, there's one more section too that's um, underutilized and it's the featured section. And the featured section, it happens by default, but if you don't put it in there, you'll never see it. It is awards you've been given, articles you've published, whatever you want the world to see at the top of your profile. So for me, I have my podcast, I have my newsletter, I have things that I've been published in all right at the top and accessible for anybody to see. So what's funny is when you see it for the first time and you realize you haven't been using it, some of the folks in my class are like, that is not what I want to feature. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they fix it. Um, but it's a great way for you to show up. Tell us again how listeners can find you or find out about your work. Yeah, I mean, the easiest place to find me is my website, and that's heartbeatforhire.com. All of my socials are connected there. The workshops are connected there. Um, on LinkedIn, I'm pretty active, so you can you can find me posting, you can find me commenting, and I'm usually talking about the workshops, the podcasts, all the things that I do, um, and it's a great way for folks to engage. So would love to be connected with anybody listening. Please reach out. I'm happy to accept any and all connections. You've been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. My guest today has been Lindsay Dowd talking about personal branding and helping us celebrate our launch into season one. Lindsay, I'm so grateful for your knowledge and your insights on this topic and for educating our listeners on it. Thank you so much for being here today. And I'd also like to thank our listeners for supporting the show from the pilot into season one. Super excited about that. Keep listening live or on demand. And until we talk again, don't forget to lead with intention. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Leading with Intention. Our intention is that you walk away from this show today with new tools, techniques, and insights that help you lead more effectively and have greater impact within your company. Until we talk again, have a great week.